Welcome to Eden and Amadeus, the show after the show. I'm Amadeus. I'm Eden. And, you know, we're going to talk today to somebody who we both absolutely love and was not a mainstream person, even though you and I were both fans, until a few years ago. Uh, And we're going to talk about that before we welcome our guest. But this isn't somebody that two country DJs would typically be all excited about. But now, ever since Disney's Frozen, mm-hmm. a household word, except for, for John Travolta, a household name is <laughs> Idina Menzel. What's funny, when you said two country DJs, because most people from Jacksonville have been listening to us for several decades. Uh, we worked in Top 40 Radio for about 20 years before we came over here. And we absolutely love our country radio, but we're also multi-layered as human beings. I'm a huge, and I know you are too, Ami, but a musical theater buff. Um, Adina Menzel, I've known her since Rent. Mm -hmm. Rent was something that, you know, I'm going to tell you a quick little story. My cousin was, did um, a lot of theater growing up in White Plains, New York, and he was in theater with Jonathan Larson. Oh my gosh. Rent and I actually got to see them in a play together, in a musical together. Jonathan Larson, of course, passed away before Rent ever officially opened on Broadway. Adina Menzel uh, originated the role of Maureen. So you're a much bigger buff than I am, 100%. However, Rent is the only show that I've ever gone to New York to see on Broadway. And the reason is because at the time, Joey Fatone from NSYNC, was in the production. That tells you how multi-layered our yes. our interests and tastes are. <laughs> then and of course, Rent, and Rent is by far my number one favorite Broadway musical of all time, and it course, always will be. Then of course she went on to originate Elphaba in Wicked, mm-hmm. which is my all-time favorite musical. It's probably my number two. So then the world gets to meet her, even though you know she was also in the movie of Rent. But the world gets to know her through Frozen. Let it go. Let, let it, go. it go. And then John Travolta butchers her, butchers her name on the awards show, and, <laughs> and then that becomes a thing. But anyway, Adina Menzel is going to be talking to us the minute that phone rings, and we could not be more stoked. And there it is right now. Are you barking? Could you, could you want to go out there with him? Hi, Adina. Hi. Oh, tell us about your fur babies. <laughs> I have one for a baby. His name is Louie. His real name is Luigi. No. Oh, my God. Um, sorry. His real name is Luigi, but we call him Louie. He's an Italian water dog, and he's being disruptive right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We would bring our dogs to work every single day if we could, so no worries on our end. That's you know what sure. it is? My husband, my husband goes for a swim in the pool at this ungodly hour just to make me feel really out of shape and um the dog usually likes to go in with him but he just but then the dog will bark because he worries when he does the freestyle stroke he barks because i don't know it makes too much splash if he does the brush stroke he's okay with that ah where are you what are you on the west coast yes i'm in california in the valley so it is an ungodly hour for you yes it's ungodly to be in the pool right now i can't even imagine it Please tell me your pool's right. heated. Well, he just got he just got headphones that go in the water, and he just loaded up the songs. He's a gadget guy. Look at him with the goggles on. I mean, it's ridiculous right now. <laughs> I love it. I love how, it. how are you with gadgets? Are you techie at all? 
I'm horrible with gadgets. I'm talking to you on a landline, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, Idina. I'm, I'm, I am a, a self-proclaimed Luddite. I stay away from any technology. I'm old school. I, if, I, if I could have a landline at home, I would. You know you can. <laughs> Before we're done, I want to know if when you were younger, like so many people who came up in musical theater, if you were a drama queen as a kid. But, but tell us what this project mm-hmm. is all about. Okay, well, it's called Drama Queen. It's a dance, disco-inspired album. Um, It's uh, an album, music that I've wanted to make for a long time because um, it's fun, honestly, and it's celebratory, and I wanted people to get up and dance, and I wanted to make music that they didn't feel like they had to behave so much to because I think theater audiences feel like they have to uh, behave, although sometimes they don't and they use their phones in the theater or talk loudly when they're not supposed to. But anyway, that's a whole different thing. Um, and, and, um, and I felt like it actually, even though some people feel uh, that it's a departure, for me it really feels like an organic transition because a lot of the women that I'm very inspired by have had their dance moments with big, big voice, you know, personalities, obviously Donna Summer and Gloria Gaynor, but then Barbara Streisand had her moment and Cher went back to dance. And so uh, Diana Ross. So it's just, I think it's a, uh, it's great music to really, it lends itself to really big melodic voices, big personalities. Um, and, and yeah, and I, I call it drama queen because uh, it's sort of my reclaiming of the word. I think it's um, actually really cool to be a drama queen and to feel your feelings, you know, intensely and boldly. And um, and so uh, I think that's what makes us really interesting human beings. When I first read about the project, <laughs> I, I connected on a real personal level because even when I was about 12 years old, I already knew like who produced what records and Nile Rodgers is somebody that, you know, that with Sheik and Giorgio Marauder and all those guys, like I said, even in the seventies, like I knew as a very, very young kid that I was interested in who's producing these things and these, these writers that are writing these great pieces of music that like Donna Summer sang. So I was reading the information and I was like, man, I can really relate to this album. Oh yeah. Well, Nile Rodgers was actually the first person I called um, I'm, I was friendly with him. We had done a few things together and I called him actually during sort of early quarantine. And, um, I said, I'm thinking this and I want your blessing. Do you think I could get away with this? And he was like, yeah, of course. And he told me his stories, you know, his Diana stories, David Bowie, um, you know, all about these very sort of theatrical personalities that still in dramatic people, you know, that, um, still do their their music and are you know have are still credible were credible and obviously crossed over and um so he sort of gave me um permission in a way to to feel good to to do it and then we we wrote the song on the album called paradise and um it's it's just it's one of the best songs and um i just it was great i went to when when covid sort of got to a place where you could at least fly with a mask and blah 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 um i went and hung out at his house for a week in connecticut and we made we made music and um yeah he's he would die because his walls are filled with just incredible albums and um he's just got so many great stories i think he's one of the greatest treasures in music and 
I wish everyone knew more about what he's done for the, for the business. Well, what's wonderful about him is he's having a renaissance, you know? So I think like there was a moment where what they say disco is dead or something back then. And it's sort of like he went from having every hit song to them just writing off that music. Yeah. Them, I don't know. Society. But, um, but then, you know, he came back, he had Madonna, like a virgin. Um, and now he's got, you know, he did Daft Punk, obviously. And then, you know, every, all the young generation is just vying for him to write and produce and play on their albums. So I, I'm, I'm really happy for him because he's not just a disco guy. He's like this incredible musician and composer and orchestrator. I love that you're you're throwing it back too to those songs like from the day. Like uh, I keep thinking of "Enough Is Enough" by Barbara Streisand and Donna Summer. That's going through my head. You also say that this serves as a love letter to the LGBTQ plus community, and so you know that's that's important for people to like put it out there and be allies. Thank you. Yeah. No, I really I feel that way. I think that a lot of the themes in the music. Um, obviously personal to me, but, um, knowing, um, you know, sort of the stories of my, um, friends and family in the queer community, it started to feel like there was a lot of crossover there. And I, it was so fortuitous that, um, the album, the singles were starting to be released during Pride. So I went and I performed at all these huge pride festivals everywhere and I just had the greatest time. And what was so wonderful was I could just stand on stage and, and literally, you know, express my gratitude to everyone for inspiring me all these years, ever since the beginning of my career with, with rent. And, you know, I really feel like I've learned, you know, what it means to sort of, you know, have the courage to live your life authentically. And, um, and and but through you know the, the all of these all of the, these incredible people in um, in the LGBTQ plus community. So it's it was a beautiful summer, I have to say. We wish we could talk to you for longer, but we are looking at the clock going. Oh. <laughs> I wish we had twenty more minutes because there's so much uh, I want to so tell you. Ask why you're tell so you. important to us? Okay, but we love you so much. You Aww. are talking to some huge fans right now, Adina. We want to be unselfish and say goodbye so that the next group can talk to you but we just love you i love you too thank you so much and i'll come back whenever you need me oh, oh yeah we'd love you. to talk to you another time for sure okay bye-bye okay thank you bye bye okay so i didn't get to ask her my drama queen question but that's okay we wanted to be you know they give you a time how long you yeah. can talk to somebody but i much preferred the conversation we did have talking and i love that we got to hear her little Pupper in the background. You too. know, we talked uh, a few days ago before we talked to her, and I told you I really wanted to ask her about Nile Rodgers because I am a massive, yeah. massive Nile Rodgers fan. He's been opening for Duran Duran since 2015, so I've seen him perform probably a dozen times over the last five or six, seven years, and a lot of people don't know, but he produced all these records, Madonna's Like a Virgin, David Bowie's uh, Let's Dance, even before that, in the 70s, all the chic stuff, he wrote all that well, stuff. Well, he was in them, too, right? He, Wasn't he, he in, like, freak out? Yeah, yeah, he was in Chic. Um, he wrote for Sister Sledge, We Are Family. We I mean, all these amazing hits. And so when you go see Duran Duran, the first hour is a greatest hits of Nile Rodgers, things he's touched. And it just makes it, makes it a party. Yeah. And, and I really just wanted to ask her briefly about that. And I feel like she maybe went a little longer than I had you know hoped. What? But it was so much fun for me. I'm shaking my head at you because I want... 
you to feel the way I do, which is unapologetic about the fact that this podcast is a passion project. We're not getting rich off of this podcast. <laughs> There's no research to say it's driving people to listen to our show in the mornings. We're doing it because it's fun. Yeah. We're getting opportunities to talk to mega stars like Adina Menzel and ask questions that maybe don't get asked on other shows and just be in the moment with them. And I loved that yeah. whole conversation you had with her about Nile Rogers, even though I would not have been able to rattle off a list of his music. I knew the name. And even if I hadn't known the name, I just enjoyed being a fly on the wall when, you know, if my family member gets to talk to Adina Menzel and have a deep, <laughs> a meaningful conversation. I hope we get another chance to talk to her because gosh, she's fascinating. She said she'd come back anytime, but there are, <laughs> there are procedures in place to get somebody <laughs> like that on the line. Don't kid yourself. Absolutely. So anyway, thanks everybody for humoring us. We hope you enjoyed the conversation, and if you did, let us know. And if there's another celebrity that you want us to interview, as soon as somebody offers them up to <laughs> us from a press PR company, we will do we'll it. I would love to chat with Nile Rogers. I'm on it. Okay. <laughs>